I would describe it to you is often I come across people that love praying, um, but often there's specific things that they want to pray for. Uh, one of the things about Jody is that she's just simply passionate about prayer and particularly about helping young people see how wonderful prayer is. And so I want to introduce you to her. I'm going to lead us in prayer and then she's just going to share with us for a little while. Is that okay? Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you've begun to heal in this place already this evening. And I want to thank you, Father, for the great privilege, the great privilege it is to be able to talk to you, to be able to, to ask of you, to be able to have a relationship with you. And I just pray in the name of Jesus, by your spirit, that as Jody speaks to us tonight, that we would just capture something more of what it is to pray and have relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, I ask. Amen. Okay, thank you, Ben. Good evening. And so, yeah, as Ben said, I'm Jodie. I'm from a really cool place in East Anglia called Lowestoft. Um, there's the Lowestoft people. Um, and I have the privilege of leading the youth work at Lowestoft Community Church. Um, and I love my job. And as Ben said, I'm really um, I'm passionate about seeing children and young people mobilized to pray. That's one of the passions that I have. Um, so this evening, I'm here to speak to you, um, not for very long, just on the subject um, of prayer. And when I say the word prayer, I don't know what that does in your head. I don't know if that conjures up any thoughts or feelings for you. In fact, I think probably for some people in the tent right now, you've suddenly realized, it's dawned on you, the prayer night has been moved. It's not Saturday, and you've been caught out, because you wouldn't normally come to the prayer night. If that is you, and you suddenly are thinking, I need to scarper the tent, we're going to be made to pray. I would encourage you to take your seat, to stop in your tracks, to stay put, because I really think that God has got something for you tonight, and that God might begin um, you on a journey of prayer tonight. So stay put, don't scarper. If when I say the word prayer, you just have a blank canvas, you've just got like no reference points for it, it's just not on your radar, it's just not something you do, um, that might be you. You may be somebody who is really passionate about prayer, you've seen many answers to prayer, and when I say we're going to pray tonight, that fills you already with excitement. You may be somebody who... You're just full of questions. You're just, you don't really get prayer. Like, how does it work? Why? Why does God seemingly answer some prayers one way, other prayers another way? What's that all about? You may be somebody who, when I say the word prayer, you automatically think of people in your church or in your youth group who are prayer warriors. And you think, no, they're the person of prayer. It's not me. I'll let them get in the, on with their gifting. I'll get on with my gifting. They're the prayer warriors. And you just discount yourself from doing this thing called prayer. Or maybe life's just pretty hunky-dory and you just don't give prayer a thought, really. You just go through your day, um, go to school, you go to college, you go to work, you come home, you play a bit of Fortnite, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, you go to bed, and you've just not given prayer a thought. Whoever you are, whatever category you fall in when I say that word, prayer, I believe that for you tonight... There is going to be something that's going to land with you and challenge you in the area of prayer. And my prayer for this evening is that you guys are a generation who is going to be more mobilized after this evening to pray than you were when you stepped foot on the site of New Day at the beginning of this week. So um, I love praying. 
And I believe that prayer needs to be really central to our lives. It's really vital to our Christian walk. Um, And I don't believe that we can just put it on a back burner and dismiss it um, or just think we're not good at it, so just excuse ourselves from doing it. I believe that each of us has to grapple with the concept of prayer. Even if we find it tough, it's something that we need to wrestle with and come to terms with, something that God has said that we need to do. And it's a powerful tool at our disposal. If we're not doing it, we're, we're just wasting something really precious that God has given us. So um, I believe that if we want to see change in our lives and change in our friends' lives, change in our families' lives, and change in the lives of our nation, then we need to have a default setting, which is to pray, to pray, and to pray again, and to keep praying. And I don't know about you, um, I don't know if you do your own heading at times. Does anyone here ever do their own heading? I sometimes do my own heading. I read about Jesus in the Bible, and I think, he's really cool, and I want to be like him. And I'm like, Jesus, I want to be like you. And then I fall at the first hurdle straight away. But you know what? The thing is about, about prayer and about spending time with God. It's the more time you spend with God, this is really cool. The more time you spend with him, the more you become like him. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more you become like him. So if you want to be more like Jesus, you need to pray more and get in his presence more. And if you want to see the lives of your friends and family change, if you're frustrated and you're saying, God, what's going on with the lives of my friends and my family? Why aren't they coming to know you, Father? Why, why aren't they getting their lives sorted out? Then you need to pray more for them. If you look at the news, you turn the news on, and you just think, what is going on in this world? It's spiraling out of control. God, what is going to happen in this world? Do you know what the answer is to that? We need to pray for things that are going on in our world. I believe that prayer is a massive privilege. It's a huge privilege to spend time with our creator. And the creator of the universe, the God, that same God who flung the stars into space, who created the mountains, the rivers, the animals, who created you and I, that same God has called us to come and commune with him and spend time with him. The same God who in the Bible it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So everything in the earth belongs to him, including you and I. That God has said, come and spend time with me. Come and get to know me. Come and have intimacy with me. And that's, I think that's a huge privilege. Did you know that God really loves you? That he really delights in you? That he chooses you and that he wants to spend time with you? Do you know, if you look at um, the Christian faith, I think sometimes it's really easy to get really distracted and caught up in loads of other stuff about the Christian faith, about theology and questions and debates. And some of it's, it's good stuff. I'm not saying it's bad stuff, but it's very easy to get distracted. And at the end of the day, the essence of our Christian faith is all about relationship. And if you look at the Bible, right from Genesis, where Adam and Eve are, all the way to the end in Revelation, the whole of the Bible is about that relationship. It's all about God pursuing you and pursuing that relationship with you. His plan is to be a good father to you all the time, to do good to you all the time. And the way in which he chooses to do that and to nurture that relationship and to allow that relationship to flourish and to blossom is through prayer. Because prayer is basically, all it means is communicating with God, spending time with God. And I'm sure some of you in the room have got friends. Anyone here got a friend? Hopefully. Okay, so some of you got friends. And if you've got friends, you'll know that if there's no communication at all with that friend, 
the relationship suffers for it. And it's the same with God. He wants that relationship with us, but if we don't communicate with him and spend time with him, our relationship is the poorer for it. Um, So I believe that prayer isn't just a religious activity. I don't think it's something where we have to tick the box and do it daily at a certain time to get our reward. But I do think it's a huge privilege. And in some crazy, mysterious way, God has said, he's ordained that when we pray, things are going to happen. So he says that he's going to do things in partnership with us. Okay. So someone once said, when you pray, coincidences happen. And when you don't, they don't. So God, in some crazy way that we don't understand, I don't completely get it, and I'm sure even the greatest theologians in the world don't completely get it. Do you know what? Just because I don't get it doesn't mean it's not true. Somehow, God says, I'm going to partner with you. When you pray, things are going to happen. And when you don't pray, they're not. Okay? So I think it's really important to pray. To pray. And I believe that um, like, prayer for me is like a lifeline. Okay? So it's a gift from God. And I, I mean, I don't know how people do life without God. And I certainly don't know how Christians do life without prayer. For me, I don't know how I would get through like an hour of the day without praying. Prayer is so important in my life. But that's not always been the case. If you'd said to me about 10 years ago um, that I would be here speaking to 7,000 plus people on the New Day stage, well, if you'd have said this to me about five weeks ago, to be fair, I would have probably just laughed in your face. Um, I would have said, no way, there's no way I'm going to be doing that. Um, And I'd have said, you've got the wrong person. I am not qualified to talk to people about prayer. But something has happened in my life in the last 10 years. I've learned some lessons, some really simple but powerful lessons that have completely radically changed my prayer life. And I just want to tell you really quickly about those three lessons. And I'm believing that the simplicity of these lessons will really help you guys and change the way that you pray. So the lessons that I've learned are this. Lesson one, I've learned that how I see God and how I think he sees me has a massive impact on how I pray. Lesson two, I've learned that I can pray however I like. And lesson three, I've learned that simple prayers are just as effective as really well-spoken, eloquent, and wordy prayers. So they're my three lessons, really simple lessons, okay? So growing up, um, I became a Christian when I was eight, and I was brought up in um, a Baptist church, and I knew from a really young age that prayer was important. I knew that. I knew it was important to pray in your Christian walk, but I was um, really painfully shy growing up. My young people find that hard to believe because they think I'm a bit crazy now, but I was really, really shy growing up. And um, I used to get embarrassed about so much. I, I suffer with a bit of an issue where I go red at the slightest thing. And that was a real problem for me. And I used to cringe at any point when I was put in a situation where I had to pray out loud in front of people, whether it was with youth or with adults, whoever it was. I used to just cringe. I used to think, oh, God, get me out of this situation. Because the prospect of having to be vulnerable and speak to God in front of other people, just filled me with total embarrassment and fear. And I was so scared of getting it wrong and saying the wrong thing. But that was until 10 years ago, when the journey began of identity. When I started to understand that who I am in Christ, and who God allows me to be, and who he is for me, actually completely, radically changes the way that I approach God. Um, And if you've been in my prayer seminars this week, we've been talking about this a little bit. 
And um, I believe that when you have a revelation from God of who he is, a true picture of who he is, then your life completely changes. And you might be thinking, well, what does that mean? Well, the thing is, it's possible to have head knowledge, to know something in your head, but to not have a revelation of it. This, when we have a supernatural revelation, when the Holy Spirit reveals to us who God is, a true picture of who he is, then our lives completely change. When you see that God is a God who is totally for you, he likes you. He doesn't love you because he has to love you. He actually likes you. He wants to spend time with you. He craves intimacy with you. He wants to chat to you. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to have fun with you. He doesn't just want you to come before him with like your long list of your needs and your wants and your requests. He just wants you to hang out with him. When you realize that, and you realize that you're completely accepted by God with all your flaws, your faults, your sins, your wrongdoings, but God chooses to accept you that way. He sees the very worst possible version of you that he's ever going to be, and he still loves you and wants to spend time with you. When all of these things don't just sit in your head, but you know them through revelation from the Holy Spirit, it radically changes the way you approach God. And that is what happened for me over the last 10 years. I've been on a journey where I've began to realize some of these truths. And I think for some of you guys tonight sitting here, that this is your sticking point with prayer. That you just really struggle to approach God because you've got a wrong perception of who God is. And you think he sees you in a way that he just doesn't see you. And it might be that your earthly fathers, your experience of earthly fathers have influenced that. And I believe that um, if you can get breakthrough in that, you will get radical breakthrough in your prayer life. So we might pray into that later. Um, The second lesson that I've learned is I I go into schools and I do something called prayer spaces in schools, which is a real privilege. It's a really cool job. I get to set up interactive prayer spaces um, and get kids in and teach them about prayer. And one of the things I love doing with the kids is getting them to the penny to drop and the light to come on and then to realize that prayer isn't this like somber, religious, quiet activity where you put your hands together and we're all quiet. But actually, it can be communicating with God however you like, whether that's making things, drawing, doing artwork, writing things down, whatever it is, singing, shouting, talking quietly, however it is, there's loads of different ways to pray. And I love seeing kids get that, suddenly realizing prayer isn't what I thought it was. But for me, um, growing up, I thought that there was like a holy way of praying, that the pref- a preferred way of praying that my church leaders and the God would prefer. And that way was standing and talking out loud. I don't know if any of you guys feel like that, that the true proper way of praying is by standing and talking verbally out loud. And for me, because I was so shy, that was like a no-go. I didn't want to do that. And I thought, I'm just a failure. I'm never going to be able to do this thing that's really important because I can't do that. I can't stand and speak out loud. Um, And what I knew from a really young age, but sort of kept it a bit hidden, was that the way that I best communicate with God and just with people generally is that I love writing, I love words and language, and I love journaling and writing things down. And I find that I can be really vulnerable and open with my thoughts when I write things down. But I just thought that wasn't a valid way of praying. But what I've learned over the years is that I've believed a lie for most of my life. That is not true. Even though in church sometimes we're not very good at modeling different prayer styles, we're good at modeling standing and speaking out loud, it's a lie that that is the true holy way of praying. 
God doesn't want you to pray like that. God just wants you to pray. However you feel wired to pray is okay. It's validated. God just wants you to pray. And for you, if that is your issue, as I'm saying that, you're thinking, that is me. I just cringe at the thought of speaking out loud in a prayer meeting. If that is you, I believe that you need that lie breaking over you because that's not right. However you feel wired to pray is completely fine by God and he wants you to pray that way. He doesn't care how you do it. He just wants you to do it. Okay, and the third lesson that I've learned is um, in my life and in my, the life of my family, there's been, we've had loads of healing stories. Um, and these healing stories, when I look back at them, really teach me a lesson about prayer. And I'm going to tell you a really quick healing story that's happened to me. So um, when I was um, little, growing up, I couldn't speak very well. So I had a real problem saying my S's. And um, I used to go to speech therapy, and my speech therapist used to ask me to say, six silly sausages sizzling in a pan, which is really cruel if you can't say your S's. Okay, so she used to try and make me, to say, make me say that, and I, couldn't, I just couldn't say it. Um, and it, the years went by, and I got to about the age of eight or nine, um, and they realized that this problem wasn't something like a habit that I'd learned, but it was a physiological problem. It was something that they were going to have to maybe operate on. So this one particular morning, um, I was going to the hospital for them to check it out. And the lady that lived over the road, she was a Christian, and she came over to the house, and she popped in the door and said, I just want to pray for Jodie before she goes to her appointment. Um, so I was h- halfway up the stairs, about to do something, and she said, can I just pray for you? And I said, oh, okay. I was really embarrassed, but I was like, okay. Um, she said, before I pray, say six silly sausages sizzling in a pan. So I tried in my inarticulate way to say it, and it didn't come out very well. And she said, okay, I'm just going to pray for you. So she put her hand through the banister, put her hand on me, and she prayed a prayer very similar to this. She prayed, Father God, I just pray that Jodie's appointment will go really well today and that you would heal her of her speech problem. Amen. And she went to walk out the door. And just before she walked out the door, she turned around and said, just before I go, say that thing one more time. And I said to her, as I'm saying to you tonight, six silly sausages sizzling in a pan. Okay, so the, the reason that I'm telling you, I've got loads of stories like that. If I had more time, I'd tell you more. The reason that I'm telling you that story is because that taught me a lesson about prayer. All of the healing stories that I've had in my life have got the thing in common, which is this. The prayer that was prayed really seems disproportionate to the answer to the prayer. The prayer was so, so simple, so simple, but the healing was instant, just happened. Just like some of the healings that we've seen tonight. It was just instant. And do you know what? That's taught me that it's not about being eloquent. It's not about trying to coerce God, convince him with my lovely prayers. It's not about saying the right thing without stumbling. It's not about any of that. It's just about praying heartfelt prayers. Simple, heartfelt prayers. It's not dependent on my fancy prayer. It's dependent on how powerful my God is. That's what prayer is about. So if prayer is something that you've got a hang-up about for different reasons, any of those reasons I've mentioned tonight, I believe that God just wants you to pray from your heart. That's what he wants. He knows you. He knows how you tick. He knows how you're wired. He knows everything about you. He created you. He knows your thoughts, your feelings. He knows when you're making it up. He knows when you're trying to fool people. He knows when you're rehearsing your prayers in your head before you say them out loud. 
He wants you just to pray how he's created you to be. And we're really weak, aren't we? I don't know about you, but I feel weak sometimes. But you know what? God isn't weak. He is powerful. He is the most powerful God. And in the Bible, it says, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. So if you're feeling weak and not qualified to pray and not very eloquent and like you're a bit of a failure in this whole prayer business, do you know what? God's power is perfected in your weakness. You are qualified to pray because God has made you and he has wired you that way. You can do it. Even if you feel like you can't, you can because he has made you that way. It also says in the Bible in Romans that the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. What does that mean? Basically, I think that means that the Holy Spirit takes things from our hearts and presents them in an articulate form before God. It makes them a beautiful offering before God. So when I used to leave prayer gatherings and meetings with my youth group when I was younger, I used to like go home like thinking, oh God, what did I pray? Like I'm embarrassed even at the thought of the words that I said. I wonder what the people are thinking about me. Do you know what? It doesn't matter what you say really. Because actually it's about your heart. It's not about the words. It's about your heart. And God will take what you say, even if it's inarticulate and doesn't make sense to you or anyone around you. God will take it and he will offer it in an articulate form. The Holy Spirit takes it and offers it in an articulate form to God. As I was just um, praying about this evening, I had a bit of a picture. Um, I don't know if you've ever dropped a pebble into some water and seen the circles that like ripple out around it. They're called concentric circles, I'll have you know. Okay, so and this is the picture God gave me. And I just felt like God was saying, the pebble dropping into the water is like our prayers. We have to choose to do it. But we have no idea the effect, the ripples that are going to be created when we drop the pebble into the water. And just as we have no idea the effects that our simple prayer is going to make. And in a bit, and we're going to pray about some different things. And I believe that we're going to create a tsunami of ripples as we pray. As we drop our pebbles into the water, a tsunami of ripples is going to happen. Okay? We can move things in the heavenlies. We can shift things with our prayers. Things happen when we pray that don't happen when we don't pray. Um, but for many of you this evening, when we pray, we're going to um, pray in probably a pretty set way because most of us are going to end up praying, standing up, talking out loud. Do you know what? That is not because it's the most holy way of praying. That's because it's practical with 7,500 people in a tent. And if you, like me, feel really uncomfortable in this environment praying out loud around people, I would just encourage you that you need to sometimes get out of your comfort zone. And when you do, like I am standing here tonight, when you do, there is a blessing in it. God blesses it and it takes you deeper with God because you're not relying on your own strength. You're relying on him. And with my young people, um, I quite often say to them, you need to, let, you need to learn to get over the sound of your own voice. Um, and that's you know, like a bit of a mantra for me. I need to learn to get over the sound of my own voice. Um, and so my top tips for you tonight when we pray are this. If someone prays the prayer that you were about to pray, pray it again. Don't think, oh no, they've already prayed it, now I've got nothing to say. If you pray it again, God wants to hear it, and it affirms what the other person's saying. 
So it doesn't matter if even if five of you in a group are praying the same thing, just go for it. Pray it again and again and again and again. My second tip is, if you really are struggling to get over the sound of your own voice, you're struggling to break that sound barrier, I would just really encourage you to really go for it, even if it's like three words, to grit your teeth and go for it. And I've found over the years that the more times that I've done that, the easier it gets and the less bothered I become because I realize no one's really listening to me anyway. Okay, so that's my second tip. And my third tip is, if you're really not feeling it, you're feeling more excited about what you're going to do afterwards, what cafe you're going to go to, what hot chocolate you're going to get, then you're in the same boat as a lot of people around you. A lot of people are probably thinking the same thing. But do you know what? It's not about how you're feeling. It's not about us. Because sometimes we just have to knuckle down and say to God, do you know what, God, I'm not feeling it right now, but please help me by your spirit. Help me to focus my heart, still my heart and my mind. Help me to press in and help me to pray. Holy Spirit, help me to pray. Because we are weak and we need him to help us to pray. So tonight, if, um, if you normally come along to New Day, um, you've been before and you've struggled on the prayer night from boredom or embarrassment or awkwardness, um, I would just really encourage you tonight to not check out, but to check in and to do business with God. Choose to believe what he says, that he will take your prayer and he will offer it in an articulate form to God. That when you pray, things will happen. Um, I really believe that we can change things tonight when we pray and we can move things in heaven. We can change situations around us. Our nation is crying out for a move of God. Do you agree? Yeah, and I believe that God's answer to the problems in this world is you praying, okay? So you guys are the answer. If you're frustrated with what's going on, if you're thinking, how is this nation going to turn it around? What's going to happen? You guys are the answer. You guys need to pray. And so my prayer for you guys tonight is that you will go for it. You will, some of you will pray for the first time, then you haven't prayed before, and that this will be the start of a journey for you as you leave New Day, that you might tap into the um, amazing gift that God has got for you in prayer.